Well, hey there. Welcome to another episode of the Simple Home Podcast. In case we haven't met before, my name is Jenna, and I am excited about this episode. It's going to look just a little bit different than our previous episodes because it's not going to be an interview. It's just going to be a solo episode. And rather than talking about simplicity in our homes, I'm going to be talking about photography. So many of you know who have been following me for a while that I'm also a photographer and I love teaching moms how to use their cameras or their phones and just capture better pictures of their kids, just those little in-between moments. Because as a professional photographer, I go out and I capture, you know, those portrait-worthy shots and... Christmas card worthy shots, but I want you to know how to take pictures of the little moments because those are the sweet memories that you're going to want to look back on when you're at home playing with them or they're getting dressed in the morning. All those little things, those little details that a professional photographer really can't capture. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that today. I've had a lot of questions recently because it is getting to be warm outside and people are outside more and because we've been inside with our kids and our families a lot too. And so moms have been asking questions about taking better pictures of their kids. I also recently put out a photo clutter course. And so I think that got moms thinking about, well, how do I take better pictures and not so many pictures? And so we're going to chat about those things a little bit. Now, if photography is not your thing, it is totally fine if you skip this episode and just come back next week. And that's totally fine. I also want you to know that if you do enjoy photography a lot or just want to know how to take better pictures, there are hundreds of photography tutorials on my blog. So you can go to the website at homewithkids.com and just click on photography and you'll find all kinds of tips and tricks there as well. I haven't talked about it much on the podcast, but there are a lot of tutorials on my blog. Before we hop into the tips, just know that not all of your photos need to be perfect and print worthy. They don't have to be these elaborate pictures. You don't have to really think through it. These little tips are just going to give you some ideas of how you can take these ordinary moments and make them into a little bit more beautiful images, but not all of your pictures have to be pictures that you want to print out and hang on the wall. If there's a, just a moment that you want to capture and the light is horrible and you know it's not going to turn out that good, but you don't want to miss it, just take the photo because that is totally fine. You don't have to have perfect images all the time. But let's do talk about some ways that you can take these beautiful images that you want to share and hang and, and keep forever. The very first thing I say is don't stage the photo. And what I mean is don't say like, sit here, look at me this way and smile because you will never, ever get a candid smile this way. Your kids will look at you completely awkwardly and the whole thing doesn't work. Oftentimes kids don't want to be told what to do, right? And so mom saying, hey, look, sit on this rock and look at me and smile isn't going to be their favorite thing. So you're not going to get the best photos that way. Instead, just kind of follow them around doing what they're doing and capture moments of them doing their own thing. And this can be inside or outside. It always turns out better than if you say, sit right here, do this, look at me. And that magic word of smile really doesn't get you the best, the best smile anyway. So don't stage your photo. However, my very next tip is stage the photo. So let me explain why I'm saying this here. If you want your photo to turn out and you're maybe you're playing in your house and you're taking pictures of your daughter as she plays with her baby doll and you're in a dark room or she's facing away from the light, 
it's okay to just move her and her baby doll and say, hey, let's play with your little baby doll over here for a little bit and then take pictures as she plays. So don't stage that photo in the sense of saying, sit here and look at me and smile, but do move her to better light and then just take pictures as she's playing. And that's completely okay. I do this all the time. I'll move, you know, if I see my kids playing, but maybe the living room has this really nice light, I might say, hey guys, come out in the living room and let's play out here for right now. Or if I wanna do maybe Play-Doh or watercolors with them and I wanna capture some of that on camera, I purposely put the watercolors so the kids are facing the natural light and I'm kind of staging it in that way. But I don't say sit right here, look at me and smile or stage it that way. I'm really more just looking for the optimal space in my house to get the photos that I want. And so that way you can be taking pictures of them playing and doing their own thing and you're taking advantage of the good light or whatever that might be. Same thing with outside. If they're playing outside and you know they're in under the trees or something and the light's totally crazy, it's okay to wait until they kind of move to another area or even, you know, bring their sticks and rocks out into another area to use. So you can stage your photos in that way where you're kind of moving your children or moving yourself or whatever. The other thing to think about is to move yourself around so that you get a little bit clearer backgrounds. Sometimes backgrounds can be very distracting in your photograph. And so if there's a way to move yourself so that there's not as much clutter behind your subject or your child, then that can really help with your photograph as well. And you may need to move your child just a little bit to accomplish that as well. Maybe there's, you know, a mess on the kitchen from breakfast and all of that, and you could turn yourself away from the kitchen so you can get those shots that is helpful too. But with that said, make sure you do get some shots where your house just looks how it looks because that's the memory. That is messy life of the season that you're in and you want to have some shots like that. But if this is going to be your big picture that you blow up and you maybe want a little bit more blank background so that your subject stands out more, then move yourself or your child around and look for a way to get a cleaner backdrop with good lighting. And that will really help. My third tip is to look for different perspectives. So often we take pictures just from us standing and looking straight at whatever it is. But if you kneel down and get on your kid's level, or maybe you go from above them and shoot down, there's so many different angles you can shoot from. You can even stand up on a chair. Look for these different perspectives and you are going to get much better photos than if you just take it straight on from where you're standing right then. So look for all these different angles of your kids and kind of play around with it a little bit. See what you like, see what resonates with you. Look for ways to really make sure that the eyes are the main focal point of that image from a variety of different perspectives. You can even go behind your child, get them looking out the window. All these different things and different angles really help capture your kids, capture the moment, and and give you a totally different feeling than just that straight-on shot looking straight at them. My fifth tip is to watch the light. Lighting is really everything in a photograph. That is the whole thing with photography is your camera is just pulling in the light and shadows from whatever you're looking at. And so lighting is super, super important. Now, if you're shooting inside, using a window to light your child is much better than using a light that's overhead or a lamp or something like that. So anytime you can use natural lighting when you're outside, if it's 
you know, really, really sunny shade will be your best friend because it gives you this nice smooth look and times a day when the sun is lower in the sky. So right before sunset or right after sunrise, these are great times to be taking pictures. Of course, it's not going to be like that all the time. You can't just take your kids out for an hour before bedtime or before the sun sets to get good pictures. So there's other, you know, times a day you're obviously going to be wanting to take photos and you can move your child into some shade or just wait until they're in a more shady area to accomplish some better photos during that time. But it's also okay just to put your camera away. If the lighting's no good, just enjoy the moment with your kid. You don't need to be taking, you know, photos of every moment and it's totally fine to put your camera away if the lighting just isn't working. Of course, again, like I said, if you want to get that moment, maybe it's preschool graduation outside, sun's horrible, lighting's horrible, but you definitely want to get a picture, then just get a picture. And for that more portrait look, put them underneath a tree and grab the shade and that's going to give us smooth light on the face, which is always better in a photograph. Now, with that said, it's also sometimes fun to play around with it being a little bit darker, especially if maybe you want to take a photo of, you know, your husband reading a bedtime story to your kids or them reading together in their room quietly with the lights off. And in this case, you do need light because, of course, your camera can only work with light. A lot of phone cameras now have really great cameras in the darker areas, or if you have a DSLR, you can get a better lens that will open up more. Um, I don't want to get too technical in this one, but you do want to grab the light from somewhere. And so you could turn on a little lamp just kind of next to them, and that won't give too much light off and it'll still give the mood of that darker room. Or you can make sure they're facing a window just a little bit where a little bit of light's coming in. Even just a little bit of light goes a long way, but just make sure as you're taking pictures that you watch the light because harsh lighting where you have tons and tons of shadows or the shadows are in the wrong place can ruin your whole image. So watch the light and play around with that a little bit, trying to get more of a smooth face or get the feeling that you're looking for with the light cast on the person or whatever the image is. My next tip is to take fewer photos. Now this one sounds kind of counterintuitive because you know if you're practicing with photography you want to take lots and lots of pictures but if you really stop and think about your photographs before you take them you're going to get much better much quicker. So think through like is this the best time of day to be taking photos? Do I have enough light? Is my kid doing something I really want to photograph? Is there a way to kind of move my child and take some pictures here? And if your answer is no to all of these things, then don't bother getting your camera out and taking tons and tons of photos. The other thing is you've got to enjoy some of these moments without your camera in your face. You need to enjoy the birthday parties, enjoy the trips to the zoo, enjoy the hikes, all those things that you're doing. If you take photos the whole time, you're going to miss out on the actual event. And so Put your camera down sometimes or just don't bring it with you and wait for the moments where there's better lighting or moments where you really want to capture something. One thing I like to do is I like to focus on each of my kids during the month of their birthday. So whatever month that is for that whole month, I kind of focus on that kid and I really practice with some of these things, watching the lighting and looking for different perspectives and trying to really capture them doing what they love doing so that I remember that. And then the rest of the year, I don't, I mean, I still take pictures. Don't get me wrong. I still take a lot of photos, but I don't 
think about capturing them in every moment. I, you know, can kind of take a break from that and not worry that, oh man, I'm not going to have any photos of them from this year or whatever, because I kind of focus on them for that month and I get a few really great pictures and that's good to move forward. So the fewer photos you take, the more you're going to be intentional about what you take and when you take them and your photos really will turn out better that way than if you're just snapping away, taking hundreds of photos that you don't care too much about. So think about taking fewer photos. The other thing this will do is it helps your kids not get totally bored and frustrated with you taking so many photos and you'll actually get better images of your children because they'll be willing to smile and laugh and, you know, engage with you a little bit. Now, the only time that I think taking more photos is better if you're really learning how to use a camera. So if you just got a DSLR and you're trying to figure out all the settings and you're trying to figure out composition and all of those kinds of things, then I do say take a lot of photos so that you can really practice with all those settings and figure out what works where. And so I just say, keep your camera with you all the time and just be taking a lot of pictures in a variety of places so that you have different lighting and you have different setups and you have different people and all of that. So if you are learning how to use your camera, then make sure you're taking photos to get that down. But if this is just about, you know, snapping photos, I don't want you to take your phone out of your pocket and take a hundred photos of your kid at the park. I want you to enjoy your child at the park and maybe take a couple really good photos. So that's kind of the difference there. I do have a photography class. It's just a basic course to teach you how to use your DSLR. If that's something you've been struggling with, go look for that on my website at homewithkids.com forward slash courses, and you'll find it there. Um, It's a quick course that teaches you all those different settings. So if that's something you're interested, make sure to check that out. My last tip for taking better photos of your kids is to engage with your subjects or your children, whoever you're taking photos of, while you photograph. If you have your lens in front of your face the whole time, you're not going to get those silly natural smiles. You've got to be talking back and forth, engaging in what they're doing, putting your camera down every once in a while, and really just engaging with them and encouraging them to continue playing and maybe telling some jokes or Whatever it is that they're doing, have fun while you photograph them because if it's fun for you, it'll be more fun for them and you'll get better photos. So I'm going to just recap really quickly these six different things you can do to take better pictures. The first one is don't stage the photo. Don't say sit here, look at me and smile or cheese because you're not going to get candid looking photos. The second one, which goes totally against it, is to stage the photo. But what I mean here is to move your children or yourself if you need to, to get less distracting backgrounds and get better lighting. Number three is to look for different perspectives. This is my favorite one because it's fun to do. Just look for different ways you can photograph your kids, different ways you can, you know, get their hands, get their little feet, get their toes, get their messy faces, whatever it is, look for different perspectives. Number four is to watch the light. Remember, natural lighting is always the best and just Be aware of what their face looks like in different areas. You might just need to turn them a little bit or turn yourself, but watch the light. Number five is to take fewer photos, unless you're learning how to use your camera, of course, but as far as just your kids go, take fewer photos and be intentional about which ones you take. And the last one, number six, is to engage while you photograph. Make sure to take your camera down from your face every once in a while, laugh and play and have a good time. Because we all know if we're having a good time, our kids are having a better time. So engage with them and have a good time. 
All right, so if this is something that you're really passionate about, if you want to really start taking better pictures of your kids, I want you to go to athomewithkids.com forward slash courses. And besides just the course on learning your camera, there's also an ebook there. It's called Document Your Life. And this is great for people who have cameras or phones or point and shoots. It doesn't matter what you have to take pictures with. It's just more about tips and tricks to really capture those little moments so that you have those moving forward. And I'd love you to get your hands on that if that's something that you're interested in. So that is all for today. I am so glad you stuck with me through the whole episode. And photography is just such a love of mine. And I want you to be able to take beautiful photos as you are in this short season of motherhood because you're going to look back at those and love them. So that is all I have for you today. I can't wait to talk with you again next week. I'll see you then. You just listened to an episode of The Simple Home. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I feel truly honored to be a small part of your life. Please take a moment to give a rating and write a quick review on iTunes. That will help this podcast reach more people, and I appreciate the feedback. We meet here every week, so hit subscribe so you know when the newest episode goes live. And for more practical tips on simplifying motherhood, visit athomewithkids.com. I can't wait to talk to you next time.